Well, do you want more of the same? Well, we're going to give it to you because shares continue to head south, although picking up a bit in the last hour. Bond yields are falling again. The US dollar's rising. Oil prices are going up. And so is gas in Europe with Russia talking sanctions. And that war, well, it's not going to be over anytime soon. In fact, with Norway and Sweden wanting to join NATO, it's only going to get worse. Something else potentially getting worse, lockdowns in China. Is Beijing now in lockdown? They managed to escape the whole pandemic so far, but maybe not now. Also today, house prices will compare and contrast what's happening in the UK with what's happening in New Zealand. It's Friday, the 13th of May, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. shares continue to glide south today, although they did pull up quite a bit in the hour of power just before close. The Nasdaq was off 1.9%, but actually finished up ever so slightly. Uh, the Dow was down almost as much as the Nasdaq uh, at its lowest, uh, but it's a, a third of 1% down now. The S&P 500 has gone from 1.6% down a couple of hours ago to just uh, one third of 1% lower at close. And the VIX index elevated. It's up around 35, signalling uh, that all that uncertainty is around. False for shares in Europe as well, over 1% for the CAC Caront, 0.6% for the DAX, 1.6% for the FTSE 100, and the highest value company in the world is no longer Apple, uh, which fell almost 5% today. It's Saudi Aramco, uh, with a market cap over $2.4 trillion. Their shares are up 30% so far this year, whereas Apple has fallen 20%, hence the crossover. And Bitcoin, uh, down further today, down 25% in the last month. Uh, great technology, but still an asset bubble, it seems, and certainly not inflation-proof. Uh, big, big falls in bond yields today. Ten-year treasuries down five basis points, down 10 earlier, uh, now at 2.87%. UK ten-year gilt yield down 16 basis points 10-year buns down 15 and a similar story across most of europe uh, those falls uh, also similar at the front end of the curve as well so 10-year treasuries down five basis points two-year treasury notes uh, down five basis points as well for example a big leap up in the us dollar today up almost one percent on the dxy and getting close to an index value of 105 so again the highest it's been in 20 years uh, there's been an even bigger fall in the euro down 1.3 percent the aussie dollar is down 1.1 percent down to 68.6 us cents that was a fair bit lower as well earlier on uh, the pound down 0.5 percent the japanese yen down 1.2 percent a lot of currency movements today do you get that impression and oil rising today brent up half percent wti has risen one percent and big rises in gas prices in europe dutch gas futures hit 114.7 from 100 at the start of the day uh, not quite the 200 or so that we saw in early march though but still a concern and uh, we welcome back today the return of nabs david de back in london back on the morning call so uh yeah markets seems like they're running a bit scared again today so is this still a, a reaction to those cpi numbers that we had earlier in the week do you think dave so a lot of things in the mix, aren't they, Phil, right now? So, um, I mean, it, I think the way that the, the Fed would look at those uh, inflation numbers, it tends to look at, you know, a run of two or three at a time. Uh, okay, it wasn't sort of potentially a lower number, I think the market was hoping for, but back to where it was, you know, pre-March, um, which is probably about where, look, you know, the trend, the couple of the regional feds sort of do trend measures of core inflation. They yeah. call it, you know, the weighted median and trim mean, that sort of thing. And that was pretty much unchanged on a month-on-month right. rate. In fact, one of them was marginally lower. So but we're seeing this reaction, well, we've got another, you know, we've seen a bit of this over the last week or so. Shares down, yes. bond yields down, the US dollar up. I mean, the question is, how long will this all go on for? What What's going to break? Yes, well, I, I guess there's a couple of things. One is just seems like yesterday, Phil, we were talking about the 
uh, huge valuations for some stocks on the NASDAQ. And here we are thinking about how low they'll go before we get anything like the Greenspan put coming back into play to support the market. So the market is uh, very, very brittle. It's had its ups and downs today. Mm. So, uh, you know, the European markets were weak this morning and the US market sort of um, opened stronger and it's been whippy since then. So uh, I think the valuation is an issue, but you've got central banks very much in play. We've got the infl- there's still no clarity about, you know, when inflation might peak, how much of its supply side, um, how much will central banks have to increase rates if they really want to cap inflation, if it's mostly non-demand related. And then you've got the other issues like Ukraine, uh, Russia, supply of oil and gas, uh, China. I mean, there's a lot for the market to contend with there I mean, and you, if it wanted to be yeah, risk off. You missed off one question there, which I think a lot of people are asking in many countries is, you know, uh, will they get through that inflation peak without having uh, a significant slowdown or, or a recession? Indeed. I mean, Indeed. UK, I, I, I think, that, yeah, that was my point about, uh, you know, if it's mostly supply side and you keep increasing rates, uh, will that solve the inflation problem? Mm. Uh, you know, how much of it's demand? Because that's what... That's what higher rates are really aimed at, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, 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 you know, I mean, every cycle has its own uh, its own chemistry, so to speak. Well, we know but, one, um, one, one thing it does do. Obviously, it brings down share prices, uh, and uh, it and it you know possibly brings down the housing market. We've got some numbers on that to have a look at in a second. But let's just look at you know on on this is you know rising uh, interest rates really going to solve the problem? Look at how the UK has uh, started to slow. So the economy flatlined in February, the GDP yes. numbers out, fell 0.1% in March. That's March. April is actually when things got worse. That's when fuel costs Indeed. went up and when taxes went up. Yes. So it was yes. falling before that happened. Yes, yes, of course. That's you know that's when the off-gen uh, price cap gets reset, or well, was reset, right? and we haven't seen the growth numbers associated with that. Um, we do get um, UK labour market and... Um, and uh, CPI next week, Phil, so it's a little bit more of a delve into that. But indeed, uh, it wasn't an ideal number going into the June quarter, and uh, I think the market consensus is picking something like 0.2% for GDP in Q2 after what was a pretty solid Q.8 in Q1. And some are saying, you know, that could be negative, which wouldn't be hard to construct a forecast like that, Phil. So, um it, 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 it's not that helpful, and uh, Europe and the UK are facing probably the greatest pressures from uh, from an energy, certainly from an energy point of view. Let alone uh, the other the other issues that most advanced economies are facing right now. Well, reading the mood in the UK, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about you know is there actually a need for more fiscal support? You know, on the one side, mm. uh, you know, the Treasury has been pushing taxes mm. up, but has he been going the wrong way? So, the head of the John, the John Lewis Partnership, which uh, owns uh, you know big department store and Waitrose, mm. where all the rich people go shopping. Uh, uh, she's been calling for you know more government support, so, uh, uh, like they did during COVID. So we need that to help the less well off. Not that I think the less well off would be shopping necessarily at Waitrose, uh, but I mean, so, but that is the exact opposite of what's happening right now. So I mean, we could have central banks sort of like you know tackling uh, a monetary policy with tightening. But people, you know, increasingly calling for fiscal measures to help people through, which is you know pulling in opposite directions, aren't they? Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, when you've got uh, what average earnings growing by four percent, four and a half percent in the UK, 
uh, but inflation well north of that. Um, our real incomes are being squeezed, and of course there are more. There's more coming uh, with another adjustment later this year, and the government is providing a little bit of support to assist with that. But um, yeah, still the pressures are right on there. But aren't you're they? right. So it, um, it, it does all depend, doesn't it, on whether this is all supply side inflation and uh, what can central banks do about it? If it is, look on on the uh, on the on the energy side, uh, you know, story to tell today on European gas prices uh, shooting up fifteen percent for a spell today because Russia. Uh, is uh, saying they're going to impose sanctions on gas companies within Europe. The uh, the Wall Street Journal mm. is reporting uh, the move would hit about uh, well only about three percent of gas deliveries into Germany, which seems. I think, quite- I think that's what that's what the Germans claim. It's going to hit about three percent of their supply, isn't it? Yeah, which seems quite small. But I guess the fear is that you know is Russia going to do more of this? But you know this is what the decision. I mean, Germany's been arguing themselves about whether they impose sanctions on uh, on Russia. Well, you know, perhaps it's going to happen in reverse. Yes, and, and this concern, I mean, you're mentioning there about the fact that oil prices are higher today when the US dollar has been flying high and markets are in a, a state of turmoil mm. right now. Um, and part of that, lies, you know, the latest production numbers out of Russia show uh, output is down and, uh, you know, markets are also thinking about, you know, what if R- Russia supplies less oil to the market? So that seemed to, seems to have given some support to the oil prices on the day as well, because, you know, Brent and um, WTI yep. sort of stand in stark contrast to what we see in the metal space and more today. Yeah, yeah. Well, the war, of course, isn't going anywhere. It's potentially going to get worse, isn't it now? So Finland want to apply for NATO membership fairly quickly. That as well, of that course. happened in a matter of days, they seem to be saying. Sweden might be joining them on that path as well. Ukraine is pushing for EU membership sooner rather than later. So, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin has, uh, has, has created all of this and he's not going to be happy about it. Uh, indeed, indeed. I mean, uh, he, he, it's only going to inflame his views, isn't he? Yeah. You know, re, you know, Finland and, and Sweden and the like and, and, uh, and Ukraine. So the pressure is right on there. It's not going to be over by Christmas, that's for sure. Uh, look, uh, ECB, more talk about a July rate hike there. Uh, so I love this, a tweet from uh, Peter Casimir. Uh, you know, you, you'll be forgiven for not knowing who he is. He's the governor of the National Bank of Slovenia. Uh, he's in Morocco. He, he uh, posted a very nice picture of him uh, with his face covered in Morocco saying ready to hike in July and not just the beautiful Atlas Mountains here in Morocco. It's uh, a nice way of saying he's, he's in support of uh, of this uh, uh, this rate rise in, in July. So, I mean, it, it seems like that is cemented in now, doesn't it? It, it does, doesn't it? So, it, you know, they seem set to, um, to uh, stop their asset purchase program either in June or the very you know, start of July and... Um, and when they come to the, uh, the, the formal July meeting to agree to an increase in rates, I mean, uh, virtually all of the speakers we've heard in the past, what, week, mm. uh, including the president of the ECB, yeah. Germans, uh, the French, uh, and more, and then we had the Irish central bank head saying the same today. Yeah. So uh, everyone seems to be on board with that to take begin to, to rates lift off and to... Um, take uh, the Europe out of uh, negative interest rate territory. That's the intention. Now, China, I feel like we're doing the same story every day, but it, I mean, it, it just shows that none of the none of these stories are, are, are sort of relenting, are they? So China, the lockdowns, they're still going on. 
Beijing. It's not a lockdown. The new one's not a lockdown officially, apparently, Phil. For Beijing, no. Well, I mean, yes. yeah. I mean, they, there's some buildings that are in lockdown, some restaurants, there were quite a few sorry, restaurants. Sorry, I'm just being a little bit facetious yeah. there. Our listeners will have to forgive me on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not lockdown yet. But yeah, I mean, buildings are locked down, restaurants are closed, shopping centres are closed, <laughs> bus routes are closed. But it's not, as I take your point, it's not a lockdown, it's just everything's closed and some people, and you can't go out. But uh, but they're also saying now that that, that uh, they want to strictly limit unnecessary travel outside the country by Chinese citizens. Uh, that seems more alarming, doesn't it? If uh, the Chinese can't go anywhere, I, I had a quick look actually on my favourite website to try and see how, you know how many flights are, there are. There are. Oh yes, okay. Are, yes, and well, quite a few. I mean, I haven't got any straight numbers, but you can look at the arrivals and departures. There are quite a few a few cancelled flights out of. Uh, Beijing this morning. I don't know if that tells us. And I just just thinking aloud there. That's not good for um, potential student flows from no. China into Australia either, or other universities or schools around the world too. No, exactly. So, and all of that, of course, adds to the inflation woes if it uh, if it continues to hit uh, uh, supply chains. So, uh, one asset that has been rising, of course, with low interest rates is housing. Uh, we get the yes. new home sales numbers for Australia. Uh, for April from the Housing Industry Association today. In New Zealand, we saw a big fall, didn't we, in sales volumes and prices in the latest REINZ uh, house price index. In fact, we've over the year, 35% drop in sales volumes. Yes, yes. So big drops in sales volumes and prices have fallen, I think. Uh, just reading a report that my colleagues put out in New Zealand, I think down 5.5% from their peak. There's still a positive territory year on year, but that reflects what happened last year rather than this year. So I think there's more to come on that. Um, a New Zealand housing market is softer, but quite a stock, stark contrast to what's happening here in the UK. You know, we've talked me about all those challenges facing the UK economy, and yet the latest Chartered Surveyor survey for April shows um, they, those reporting prices going up were like 80%. So virtually all of the Chartered Surveyors are seeing price rises, uh, shortages of stock, um, buying instructions. It's odd, isn't it? Uh, and, and I know that mortgage rates have gone up, the Bank of England's increased rates, but nevertheless, uh, it's been very positive. Not to the same. So far. Yeah, well, not to the no. same extent. I mean, if you're in New Zealand, you'd be thinking, well, how many rates are we going to get? How high are the interest rates going to get? In the UK, you'd be thinking, well, they're not going to go that high, are they? Because there's so much No, but they've, they've uh, well, I mean, the two-year fixed rate in, the, in you know, say on a 75% LVR here in the in the UK is sort of um, uh, not quite double, but, um, you know, it's up from, what, 1.3 to about, 2.35 so it's still exceptionally low isn't it yeah but it's still it's still a big increase for people who are borrowing close to their capacity as it were well if you're buying close to your capacity at 1.3 percent then uh you're a bit <laughs> nuts perhaps look the average house price is 286,000 in the uk now according to the latest halifax house price index that's about half a million aussie dollars what would you get in sydney for half a million dollars dave i wonder not a shed uh, <laughs> uh, would you get a one-bedroom apartment in Ultimo or Zetland or somewhere like that? Oh, Maybe no. not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Look, uh, US PPI uh, month on month was pretty much as pre predicted, uh, rising half percent, uh, 0.4 percent for the core PPI, but 11 percent year on year. So I don't know. Is that uh, is that rise a good number or a bad number this month, or is it just? I a think yeah, one 
quick thing we have to think, remember with the US PPI, it includes um, domestic margins as well as just core uh, goods and services prices. So it's affected by, um, you know, labour costs and profit margins and things like that too. But, um, you yeah, know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a, a damaging report. Uh, I think the market, you know, although you think the market should be paying close attention to that, the market's just totally fixated on the CPI and whether we get the same story in the PCE deflator right now. Yeah, and uh, I guess our action, our eyes being taken off those jobless claims as well, which we sort of hung on to to see how the market was recovering. But, you know, those jobless claims, which, uh, you know, they're up a little bit, but, uh, you know, we we'll probably don't need to watch them so closely these days. Not not until uh, the economy, if the economy does start to wilt mm. uh, from from rates, but it's too early, on, far too early on that score. We're just still talking about massive numbers of job openings, with, yep. you know, which companies are unable to fill. But I have been paying closer attention to any reports of tech companies, for example, that may be starting to wind down some of their, wind back some of their expansion plans. So. Yeah, uh, various things we've got to keep an eye on. Here Absolutely. Still. Yeah, it makes a great deal of sense. Look, uh, U.S. consumer sentiment uh, is out today. Michelle Bullock from the RBA is talking on a panel this afternoon uh, and uh, more Fed speakers as well, of course, today. Indeed. Indeed. Want to comment on any of that? No, we'll just uh, we'll just wait and see what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked enough. Good to have you back, Dave. We'll catch you again soon. Thanks. Good on you, Phil. Cheers. He knew it's time to wrap up, even if I didn't. That's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again on Monday morning. Uh, thanks for listening to us this week. Catch you next week.